Hey, my love, it's Dr. Dakeese L., your host here in the We Suite. This is your community of sisterhood. In the suite, we share tips for everyday life, women's empowerment, healthy relationships, and practicing mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well being. You can also connect with amazing women just like you. Live empowered and lead a life that fulfills your purpose. Okay, here's season six, Dear Me. Welcome back to the We Sweet Podcast. Back again, here for a good time, not a long time. Tiff is back. (laughs) You may have heard her speak earlier this season on protecting my peace. Today, she's dealing with P.S. I Miss You. I didn't even give this one a themed name because honestly, I felt like it spoke for itself. It's like its own little letter, honestly. And I don't know how many of you guys have already chimed in from the very first episode, but I gave some instructions in that first episode about kind of writing your own self-love letter um, about what you're embracing this season and what you are saying goodbye to. And so if you haven't heard episode one, I would encourage you to go back and hear that one. Otherwise, this entire season may not really fully resonate. But anyway, um, this one here, P.S. I Miss You, is special. It's an emotional one for me personally. I don't know all that Tiff has to say to us, but I know for me that I'm leaning into this one, and I hope you guys are too. So Miss Tiffany C is here and I'm going to let her do her thing, y'all. So hey sis. Hi. How you doing? I am great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um trying to shake this voice situation. Um <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it it, you know, agrees with me at other times. I don't know. It tried to take me out. So hopefully it doesn't, you know, create too much of an issue for issue for the listeners. But if it does, y'all, I'm so sorry. I promise I'm doing all the things. I'm drinking my tea. I am staying hydrated, but you know, uh, I'm not sick. It's just it's just the weather. Anyway, um, enough about that. Enough about that. Let's go ahead and kick it off with this one. What does PS I miss you mean for you personally? Okay, so like you, this was it for me, Um, and this episode was one that I could not wait to be a part of. When I saw the title, I was like, yes, it's me, (laughs) all day. Um, Yeah, I'm so passionate about this topic because, like, as an ever-evolving person, I've had many moments where I have missed my old self, Mm -hmm. so... Personally, P.S. I Miss You is like an ode to honoring all that I've been while also embracing who I am growing into each and every day. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, You said ever evolving and, you know, that to me is a perfect way to state it. Um, I think, too, for me that when I think about P.S. I Miss You, it is also honoring the fact that we haven't really prioritized ourselves, um, that we've kind of like slipped away a little bit. And there are a lot of there are a lot of reasons why that happens. Life hits us in so many different ways and it hits hard. And you kind of are always on a journey to rediscover and redefine who you are becoming. Um, 
I think too that each chapter of life is different. You know, I like to also when I celebrate birthdays, call it a, a next chapter because it truly mm-hmm. is. And in that next season, in that new chapter, you really are trying to um, figure out what the new version of you is right. going to look like, what this next season of life is going to look like, while not totally foregoing the essence of what it means to be you mm-hmm. so that's kind of how I how I look at it but I said it was an emotional one in the in the intro just because for me um I have dealt with that in this season probably more severely than any other and I won't I won't run it in the ground because I've told y'all this so much but I really have kind of been unfolding the parts of me that I wasn't really focusing on so I like that. Uh, you said something, too, about honoring all that you've been and kind of where you're headed next. Mm-hmm. And um, that was that was a dope way to say that. It really was. So let's kick it off with this next question for you. Why do you think it's important for women in general to admit this to themselves when they're struggling? I think that it's important to admit that you miss past versions of yourself when you're struggling, because that means that you're able to be honest with yourself, but you're also self-aware and you're recognizing that transitions are happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anytime we go through immense change, we want to hold on to something familiar. And a lot of times that familiar thing is us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we want to be who we were before, you know, whatever transition has occurred to, you know, make you miss the old you. But you also have to be okay with shedding layers of yourself and letting go of parts of yourself that no longer serve the version of you that you are today. Um, I know for me, going through motherhood was one of those biggest transitions for me, um, as well as grief that made me feel like, oh, my goodness, I miss who I was. Mm-hmm. But I also had to embrace that I'm no longer ever going to be that person because of the things that have transpired in my life. And that's OK. And I have to tell myself, you know, it's normal to have moments where you you're like, you know, things have changed and I'm no longer recognizable to myself. But I still embrace this version of me and every version of me in every season because experience always births a new aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm really taking in the lesson or the experience and growing through what I'm going through, I'm not going to come out the same. Ooh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I caught that growing through what I'm going through. Absolutely. Because you don't want to go through anything in vain and you're not supposed to. Um, So, mm-hmm. you know, when you miss the old you, you just have to be thankful that you are growing and although it's unfamiliar you can still embrace the you that is coming out on the other side Mm. beautiful beautiful stuff uh you hit me with the immense change makes you want to hold on to kind of the past or even where you are you know Mm -hmm. if you're if you're actively going through that change and we talked about motherhood and um, my heartstrings were pulled a little bit because um, I did an episode on postpartum mm-hmm. in season four, and and I recorded season five as well. And season five was on um, wives, and and you know what it looked like for them to be married. 
um, and what it looked like for those who desire marriage. Mm -hmm. And between those two seasons, postpartum happened to come up more than once. Mm -hmm. And so um, now here we are season six. And in a way, we're talking about just kind of the process of becoming who you are as a mother and looking back at, you know, who you were prior to that. And even that is kind of a, for some, some grief because you miss that, that past person, mm -hmm. but also kind of settling into the new. And um, I thought it was important to just mention that there's some overlap in these seasons with that particular thing when it comes to motherhood, because I think that's a great way to also identify that PS I miss you is missing exact parts of your life. You know, it's not just a moment. Sometimes it's a full part of your life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know many mothers out there think about what it was before they had kids. But like you said, seeing the growth, it is also beautiful too, I'm sure, for even your loved ones around you to know this is Tiffany as a mom. Oh my gosh, seeing her in this season is beautiful. Um, because people sometimes dream about what that looks like. They fantasize mm -hmm. about what that looks like. But when they're actually in it and they're doing it, whether a good day or a bad day or uh, I wish I could have done this better kind of day at the end of the day, you did it, you know? Mm -hmm. And there was probably a point in time where you could not have even imagined, you know, juggling all that you juggle now. So um, I want to give you your flowers on that because I know it's not easy. Um, and then too, uh, I want to talk about that statement you said that kind of shook me a little bit, growing through what I'm going through. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, that hit me in my chest um, because I've, I've really just gone through so many of these moments most recently. I think we go through that a lifetime, but then there are those seasons in life where you just really feel put, feel put to the test mm -hmm. and you feel like it's just another thing and another thing and another thing. And you're like, okay, like, I don't think I can take no more. Yeah. And so um, I'll say that that has been, um, that has been a self-realization moment for me. P.S. I miss you dealing with growing through what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the growth moments at times feels like you can't get up off the ground. Yeah. It feels like you keep taking hit after hit after hit. Um, and I think that it's important to have community when mm -hmm. you're going through that because while you can look back on it and say, I had to go through this because of what God produced out of me in this chapter. Now you can see that after the fact, yeah. but while you're in it, yeah. <laughs> even, even if you psychologically know that's what's happening while you're in it, you can't really fully appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Instead, you just want to rush your way through the pain yeah. and rushing through the pain while we could try to do that, it really doesn't yield any fruit, right? Right. So community helps you go through it. Community really helps you gain that new perspective, maintain the hope that you keep praying about, you know, and dare I say the word patience. Mm -hmm. um, 
And your community sometimes can be the wings to help you fly when you can't find your footing. So I think community for me was a big piece of that. People yeah. pouring into me when I was like, mm -mm, I don't feel that way. Yeah. And forcing, <laughs> forcing me, <laughs> yeah. forcing me to see that the outcome was going to be far greater mm -hmm. than the level of what I was temporarily having to endure. So uh, big stuff, big stuff. Okay, <laughs> so let's hit let's hit this next one. Um, and I might come back to that one, but let's go to this next one. What are the ways that we as women can individually and collectively support us in this season when we feel lost or just don't recognize the women we once were? When you're in a season where you feel lost and feel unrecognizable to yourself. I say first accept that it's okay to not always have all the answers. Like most times we want to be in control of everything. Mm -hmm. And that makes it hard for us to like welcome the new parts of ourselves. And so it makes the transition more difficult. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, after you accept that, you know, you can't always have the control because life be life. <laughs> you yeah. have to give grace to the new you because you have to learn her too. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like me, I miss the old me. Like when I'm having times where I'm in transition and I feel unfamiliar to myself. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the new me is bad. It just means that there's something that has changed in me and I have to learn to embrace that and accept it, I'm not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize, like, you're still yourself in the grand scheme. And all that has changed is necessary for your survival and development in this part of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to feel lost sometimes, but you just have to accept that, you know, as you said. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think, too, what I, what I was thinking about as women as far as to that just kind of community aspect of it all, sometimes the company you keep, you have to evaluate those relationships. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so in the spirit of evaluating those relationships and you are in this season of discomfort and, and not recognizing yourself a little bit and trying to, you know, accept this new version of you, be careful with people who try to hold you to who you once were. Mm. you know who say things like oh you're acting brand new or you mm. acting different or well I remember when you used to be this or you used to do that um and allow people to have that development especially from a spiritual space mm -hmm. because if a person has transitioned for whatever reason in this season of their life sometimes I don't want to even say sometimes a lot of times it is spiritual development happening. And so you can't hold people to a place where they may not have been as spiritually strong as they are now. So the, the faithful Christian woman that she was back then doesn't mean she wasn't fat, but she's developed and she's grown stronger. So if she's, you know, developing, growing stronger, why would you want to take her back? Right. Why would you want to take her back? And there'll be moments where even she herself may miss 
pieces of who she was in that season. But again, it's like you said, it's just because this new version is unfamiliar. So I think I think what I would just I love everything you said. I think what I would contribute to it, too, is just being mindful of the company we keep with people who are still in their developmental phase. And so they want you to come back to where they feel comfortable. But sometimes you have to be released from that because your feet are moving in a different direction and a different path for what God has for you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, if I'm at home with my baby and I don't feel like hanging out and going out to whatever time of the night, that's a different season. Um, and then sometimes I may go, sometimes I may have somebody to keep the baby, you know, whatever. And I'm saying, ah, but y'all not have no kids. I'm just speaking. <laughs> I got my, I got my niece though. Don't play. Cause that's, that, that is kind of my little baby and she knows it too. Um, you know, my mom jokes all the time and say she reminds me so much of you. So, uh, I, I can somewhat relate. Absolutely. Although I cannot completely understand, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I think it's important for us as women to be supportive in that way too. And for ourselves, because I want to speak to that too, you mentioned, um, what we can do to give ourselves grace, uh, through the change because the, the development is necessary. And you talked about control and that is right up my alley <laughs> because I am an expert planner and I like to have a plan for everything. I like to know what's coming. Um, you know, I like spontaneity, but mostly like with travel, not with my just regular life. <laughs> I need a plan for that. Uh, so when that happens, yes, you are all on top of my head with that one. Um, for sure, learning to be okay with the fact that you can't see every dot on the timeline every month every year of what's going to play out and truly submitting to the fact that god is the author of it and just being in a submissive state to say truly like okay send me where you need me to go lord mm -hmm. teach me what you need me to understand um, help me gain the experiences that I need to gain to be better, to do better, to serve your people better. You know, we have to really be in that posture, but sometimes it's hard because as human beings, we function off what we see. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very difficult when we can't see it and we can't in some way feel like we're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I do, I do definitely think that was a really good point too. And then just women, <laughs> being, being a woman, you know, uh, it's hard for us not to be able to just have it all in order because that's just what we do. We are just very strategic about how we do the house, mm -hmm. how, how we do everything. So learning to just say, okay, I'm going to step back and I'm going to truly be okay with not knowing what's happening. And something else I want to share, a little off topic. Every year I set words for myself at the top of every year. Mm. And I always keep them in my notes on my phone. Um, and I really think intentionally about those words, usually at the end of the prior year. So somewhere between October and December of the previous year, 
I'm thinking about what those words are going to be. I self-reflect about what the year has been, what I felt like I accomplished that year, what I felt like I still needed to develop or experience. Um, And then I think about what I want to manifest for the next year. Um, And when I do that, I come up with these words and then I give my own definitions for what those words mean to me. Because the word may mean something different for somebody else. For example, let's say somebody's word is intentional. But your definition for intentional may look different based on what you want to be intentional about. Right. right? So I come up with words. Sometimes it's one word. Sometimes it's two. My max is usually three. I don't go above three because then they get a little too lofty. <laughs> so I pick, I pick, you know, maybe two or three words. And under each of those words in my notes section on my phone, I write out what it means for me to kind of achieve in that next year. And after I do that, I bracket it out more. See, I told y'all I was a planner, (laughs) but I I bracket it out more from there. And then I give it kind of a heading for what that looks like professionally, personally, and then health. There's always person which some people may put health and personal together but I don't is professional what I want to achieve professionally personal what I want to do personally and then it's health what I want to achieve health wise and all of that always fits within those couple of words and at the end of the year I reflect on whether or not I hit kind of those milestones I had for myself and I'll be honest most times most times I do and I don't think it's because I'm good at what I do. I think it's because of just the intentionality behind what you, it's like a vision board. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like speaking positivity over your life. And it's praying as well. So it's like, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to give it goals. I'm going to give it smart goals, if you will, how to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm going to speak those things out loud and then I'm going to pray about it too. And then when the year comes, I reflect on those notes throughout the year to see where am I at on that? Did I do this? Am I embodied? Or sometimes it's not even a, did I do it? It's am I embodying it? Mm. Um, Especially if it's something that I say I need to do better. You know, I want to be a better daughter, better sister, whatever, Um, better, better Christian. So anyway, I thought this was a good moment under this section about, you know, control and how to, you know, kind of be okay with that space of feeling lost or unrecognizable when you are trying to get back to a sense of who you are. So for me, the way that I try to work through getting back to a sense of self is always reflecting on whatever I set for the year. Mm. Um, And sometimes I reflect on it and it's like, I may may have wanted to do this or achieve this, but does that even serve me in the way that my life has changed this year, right? So um, I thought that was just a good point to bring that up that I don't know what you ladies out there do. We all have different things we do. Um, like I have a I have a old coworker who shared with me that she keeps Bible verses all over her house. And I mean, like hangs them up everywhere because she likes to quote scripture a lot. And that's her thing. So I think we all have a thing. And I think when I think of PS, I miss you. I would just like to put that out there for the ladies. 
what do you do to help you kind of come back to the center that Tiff talked about? Okay. So that's, that's it for that one. Um, that, or at least good. that I had. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'm going to implement that. that. At least that right. I had. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. I try not to go overboard. I try to keep it. I know it don't sound simple, but I try to keep it simple, at least with the words. No, <laughs> that's really words. simple, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, it normally feels good to me at the end of every year um, because, like I said, I, I, I try to manifest that into reality and I pray over it. And with the help of the good Lord, I, I feel like at the end of those years, I'm able to sit back and say, you know what, this, this did happen, you know, and sometimes I have to be specific, even about the things that we may not want to really be specific about, you know, Mm -hmm. and some of those things are about healing. Some of those things are about finances. Some of those things are about our character. Mm -hmm. Those, those are things that are very, very personal and private that people don't always want to lean into but but you should I mean you don't have to share it with anybody you you know you can do it privately within your own home but I personally find it very useful and it has been good to me um uh I think uh I don't know I don't I think maybe was it last year I think last year I'll I'll go even further to tell y'all this um I wanted to be very intentional about just prioritizing how I spent time with God more. And so one of the things that I set for myself was how I handled my mornings. Now, I would always pray every morning, you know, read a devotional. Those are just kind of things I would always do. But that year, I chose to be very, very specific about it. So I would pray that morning. I would do the devotional. I would, I had a, I had a planner and I would write in the planner, um, a scripture, usually from the devotional that I read. And then I would write out kind of my own little motto of, uh, from whatever that was. One of them that sticks out to me very boldly right now was what energy are you taking in and what energy are you putting out? And mm-hmm. that, that was one that I remember. I don't know why I just remembered it. And so it was just my process. That's what I would do. And then I would carry that throughout my day, you know, whatever that motto that I set was, I would sort of recite it all day long. And then the next morning I would do the same thing. I would do my prayer. I would do my devotional. I would write in my planner, whatever the scripture was and whatever the reflection was for that scripture, that could be my kind of mantra. And throughout the day, I would say that mantra. So, and I was so, so specific about it that that word, whatever, I can't remember what it was that I said for myself that year, it ended up, it ended up really sticking with me. And simultaneously, I felt like I was able to kind of create that intentional time with the Lord that I was praying about, you know, doing. So anyway, um, that was just one example. Not all of them was related to, I don't want y'all to think I'm holier than thou. I think I'm better than nobody. So let me be real clear and say that that's just one. They all weren't, you know, just about my prayer life. Some of them were very specific, just about other habits we have, 
Mm -hmm. or um you know reading books or traveling I like to travel so some of it was you know okay I was gonna hit this many cities in one year you know let me be real now (laughs) I just I don't want nobody to misunderstand what I'm saying it's whatever it means for you yeah and and your personal development so yeah I think I, I spent enough time on that um so here's my last one for you too how much of us should we want back that is a very good question um it was hard for me (laughs) and I I had it when it was hard for me (laughs) I say that that just depends on what has happened that is causing you to feel like you miss yourself in the first place yeah because you may miss yourself because of like depression or anxiety or you Mm -hmm. know something like that Mm -hmm. and that's normal you know right and a mm-hmm. part of the stages that come along with those life happenings um, is missing yourself. But I think, you know, if that's the case, you just need to be kind and compassionate with yourself and just commit to doing the work that is needed to get back to you, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, you know, for your life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it comes to missing parts of yourself that you know will never return because, like, life is different. Of course, still give yourself all the grace that you need, but you need to embrace the newness and thank yourself for who you are now and all mm-hmm. that the new version of you is going to do for you in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't I don't want to say that you shouldn't want any parts of you back because I'm like the nostalgia queen. Like I just love to like reminisce and look back on things and that's just me and that's one of my things mm-hmm. but you know when it comes to things like when you get so in your head and you're like I just wish I was the same or nothing is the same anymore and what has changed about me or why have I changed you know don't be down and beat yourself up in those moments just say you know I thank you for who you were I thank you for getting me here and we're gonna be new and it's going to be okay. Um, so that's just kind of how I, you know, get myself back to where I need to be when I feel like I do really, really miss, you know, me, um, mm-hmm. the old me, quote unquote, you know, whatever that is. <laughs> um, but I think that you shouldn't want much of that back because as you're growing, you're changing and, you know, it's just about embracing it. And like the relationship with yourself, that's the most important and longest standing relationship in your life. Um, And just like with any relationship, things are always going to be changing. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to just work that in and honor that like any other relationship in your life and be open, you know, to those changes, but not necessarily want too much of that old thing back because usually change is good it's annoying but it's good (laughs) Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah um I I I like where you were too going at the end of that with relationships because I think my answer was mm, I would say somewhat in in the I guess vicinity of comparing it to a healthy and unhealthy relationship Mm. So for me, when I think about it, <coughs> I look back at whether or not 
this was a healthy or unhealthy version of my life because our minds have our our brains are so powerful y'all and it and it has a way when we are in this new space of the unknown and the stuff that we fear and it just feels scary and it's you know mm-hmm. when we're in that space our brain has a way of telling us what was is better or was yeah. better or was yeah. a happier time was a more mm-hmm. fulfilling time and again i can attribute this to you know, explaining it like an actual relationship, a romantic one, or, um, you know, a, a, a old friendship that seemed like, okay, I knew this person since, you know, third grade. So this person was always my greatest friend ever. And it's like, you know, maybe your brain is wanting you to recall it that way. Maybe your brain mm-hmm. wants to recall a certain relationship as healthy but you might be blocking out the moments that you know and it's only because this new space you don't want to walk into so I think it is a matter too of looking at was it truly a healthy version of you or an unhealthy version of you Um, because sometimes we we need to really think about was it healing um, for me or was it trapping me in a, in a space of a false reality of what was love and peace just to later experience doubt is is really the way I look at that. So again, I use relationship because as women, and I'm going to go here, ladies, sometimes you miss an old relationship and you may remember the good parts of that relationship and choose maybe unconsciously but choose to block out the parts of that relationship that really wasn't that great you know Mm -hmm. maybe you were always trying to track that person down you were always trying to get that person to you know get place effort and give you time and attention and the few days that were good where y'all went to the park and had a great day or he scheduled a date and the date was so romantic and beautiful but those were two days out of 365 yeah. And the other the the other half of that wasn't that great. You fall all the time. You calling this man, trying to figure out where he is and what he's doing. You know, he had excuse after excuse. But you can remember in your mind those two good days. And so your mind tells you, I don't want to start this new relationship because I miss the old and nobody's going to ever make me feel like that. And in reality, you're not giving this new situation a chance because you're holding on to a false reality. Well... That's what I mean by remembering the healthy and the unhealthy. And I'm using relationship as an example just to help us understand it. But um, I don't think that it's bad to miss the old parts of you, especially as Tiff explained, if you experience things traumatic uh, like anxiety, depression and things like that. And and you want to get back to a version of you that was happier, lighter, excited, go out and do things like it's OK to to want to get that back. Um, but when you are at a space where you are missing something and you are maybe living in a false reality, just truly assess whether you were at a healthy state at that time or whether you're forgetting that majority of that time, I wasn't even fully me. I wasn't even really happy. You know, I was having to pretend to be in a space. So I think that's what I have to say about it. I totally agree with what you said. And I think it's trying to really figure out 
my health level, mentally, emotionally, physically. And I think you talked about that on protecting my peace too. Just assessing my health level, what really made me feel in a true state of happiness, peace, Mm -hmm. and love. And if I feel that, then that's a good thing. But if I'm missing something, blocking out some stuff that really wasn't that great, I'm just probably avoiding walking into something that feels scary. Right. So I I think that sells my two cents on it. Um, I think it's been good, Tiff. I think it's been good. Absolutely. You just stepped on my little toes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I stepped on my own. I stepped on my own. Um I really, I really didn't fully have that worked out in my head until until you said, you know, the relationship piece and it hit me and I was like, okay, I got to say this. Um, But I stepped on my own because I I experienced nostalgia sometimes too. And I think it's just because of the unknown. Um, The unknown really makes you miss what looks like in your head a day full of sunshine and roses a beautiful field that you can run across and bask in the sunlight and it's just great, you know, and I'm very descriptive. Y'all know that about me. Uh, so sometimes it just feels better to you to go back to what was you, you get a, these bubbly butterflies and moments that feel great. And sometimes that is true. Other times you're holding on to the two little pieces of something. That's not the full picture. And mm-hmm. it's because you're just running from what's in front of you and you got to knock on the door and walk through. Mm-hmm. You got to knock on the door and walk through. And it's very, very difficult because there are good times that, that you know, were in the past. There are. Um, but you also can have good times going forward. And it, and it gets to a point where we have to decide, are we going to... In this PS, I miss you, you know, kind of thing. Are we going to forever live in what was or allow ourselves to embrace what could be? Yes. And that's hard. It really, really is. Um, and I gave, you know, the example of relationships, but there are some that were some great ones, you know. Um, and it doesn't mean that those don't hold value. Doesn't mean that those were not the best times of our life, beautiful moments. And God gave us those times. God allowed us that time. And I think that's the beauty of it too, is that we were allowed to even have that moment. Because Mm -hmm. what if we never did? Because that's a part of our story too. Your puzzle is not the full puzzle if a piece is missing. So, you know, I think it is beauty in looking at what was taking the good and the healthy parts of that and keeping that ingrained in the fabric of our being, but then also allowing God to show us what he has for us now. So um, I stepped on my own toes. (laughs) (laughs) Or I don't even know if that makes sense. Uh, Let's just say I ran into a wall. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Um, But in the spirit of go ahead and wrapping us up, I've had a good time. This has been very healing for me. Um, I wanted to go ahead and just see if you had any final statements for us, Tip, before I close this out. I think you wrapped it up really well, but I just, and all that we said, I just want the ladies to know that, you know, it is okay 
and it's normal to grieve mm-hmm. the old you. Mm-hmm. Um, and grief is a journey. But at the end of that journey is acceptance. Um, and so just work to get there mm-hmm. and embrace all that is coming for you in whatever season that you're in. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, well, I'll try to hit some of the heavy hitter uh, little nuggets that we discussed and then I'll wrap us up. Um, we'll start with the fact that we are ever evolving. So be sure to honor all that you are and all that you've been and where you're headed next. So I'll make sure I give you guys that one. It is okay to miss yourself. You have to be honest with yourself and practice self-care. Um, you're going to go through transitions and immense changes can make you want to hold on to the past. Uh, but just make sure that you're okay with shedding those layers, especially the parts that no longer serve you. Uh, this one was my favorite. We are growing through what we are going through. So allow yourself to be stretched, even though it's uncomfortable sometimes. Give yourself grace with the new you. Um, it's okay to feel lost. It's okay to feel uncertain. Let go of that control. You are still you, but the change is necessary for your development. Um, and uh, I want to make sure I say this again because I think it's very, very important. Those of us who are grieving a version of ourselves that felt healthier because we're experiencing, you know, kind of some grief or depression, anxiety, or any other mental health challenges, it is okay to want to be back in those spaces. It is okay to want to practice ways to step back into feeling fully you again. Um, so, don't mistake uh, my healthy versus unhealthy comments to to mean that you should not practice finding parts of you that feel whole again. And I think that that does it for us. Thank you guys for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. Dakeese L is in the podcast bio. See you guys soon. <laughs>